0: This is Ed Van S. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the
1: Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya! You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Over. On Radio TFI.
2: Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at TaxiStandHour. From a pay phone, call Collect.
0: So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing a behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else.
1: It is uh, Monday, June 8th of 2020, on the day that uh, that wonderful uh, vocalist, Bonnie Pointer of the Pointer Sisters, passed away at age 69. Uh, you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, God knows what floor he's lurking on today, but it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening, sir.
0: Good evening, kids and kittens. I trust you've had a wonderful and uh, inspiring day, and we have traveled up, up, up and away into this magnificent tower. And we we finally landed on floor number two. Number two? Two. Got to use them all. You can't have 347 without two.
1: Well, I guess. just seems kind of uninspiring, you know. And a very quick story apropos
0: of nothing. For years and years and years, my entire life, my mom had to walk up two, three flights of stairs in the apartment building. She finally, and she always marveled at this, she finally moved into a a, a building with an elevator, and she lived on the second floor.
1: <laughs> oh, my.
0: She always thought it was somewhat <laughs> ironic, and we still took the stairs to get there, but, uh... Anyway, good evening, kids and kittens. I just found out about Bonnie Pointer just, just before we came on. Uh... John informed me of that, so uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I I love those girls. I loved all those Pointer sisters, and uh, you know I hope she resting is resting well tonight. I know she's joining at least one of her sisters, her, her sister Ruth Pointer, who I had a personal thing for. I was smitten by Lothos those many years ago.
2: Oh yes. my
1: goodness, Can't Ed! Explain. If I had a dime for every time you told me you were smitten with some individual I, I I wouldn't have to do the show anymore no no you wouldn't I, mean, I, I would be in I would be independently wealthy I
0: am I am smitten quite often I'm easily smitten by the way but I have a particular type
1: well hey
0: but enough about well, enough well about tell me. us about this particular type no 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 let's talk about Anita Pointer for or Bonnie Pointer I'm sorry Bonnie Pointer for a moment You've got some okay. you got some of the uh, info on her. Let's let's share with the folks. Uh, and then we'll talk about me.
2: <laughs> oh, you're funny.
0: I am. Thanks for noticing.
1: Well, uh, Bob, um, Patricia Eva Bonnie Pointer is born in uh, born July 11th of 1950 indeed here, passed on today, June 8th. Uh, Most notable for being a member of the uh, vocal group, the Pointer Sisters. uh, Pointer scored several uh, moderate solo hits after leaving the Pointers in 1977, including a disco cover of the the Elgin's Heaven Must Have Sent You, which uh, became a U.S. top 20 hit on September 1st of uh, 1979.
0: And we just heard the beginning of that tune.
1: So, uh, my goodness, uh, it's just the people that just when you. Well, here, let me, let me do this here real quick, if, I, if you don't mind. Um, I can I, give you way, some what, of the singles. What if, what if I do? Uh, mind? How, what if you do?
0: What if I do? People say that yeah. all, the, all the time. If you don't mind, well, suppose I do mind. In this particular case, I don't mind. But what if I did?
1: Uh, yeah, but even a bit too bad.
0: Uh, okay, that's usually the answer I get too.
1: <laughs> some of her uh, singles. She had singles up to up. Uh, uh, up to 2010, actually. Yes, sir. Mm. 78, she had uh, Free Me From My Freedom. Uh, 79, Heaven Must Have Sent You. Uh, again in 79, Deep Inside My Soul. Uh, oh, Let's see here. 1979, I Can't Help Myself. You know, Sugar Pie Honey Bunch.
0: Sugar pie, honey bunch. You
1: know, uh, 84 eyes. your touch. Also in 84 premonition. Uh boy, she was busy in 84. She was. Yeah, the best in me from the film Heavenly Bodies. Mm-hmm. 2010, she scored uh scored one for it was strangest day in 2010. I can't say I could see. Wish I could see uh, how far they made it up the charts or whatnot. Um, well. The Pointer Sisters in general were fun to listen to. I mean, you paid you uh, you played one of their songs there um, uh, in the beginning, and but they had a bunch. I mean, in Neutron Dance. I mean, who can't who can forget that uh, during yeah. a Beverly Hills Cop? The I was,
0: uh, I was just going to ask you what 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 movie was it from.
1: Yep, Beverly Hills cop, when they're chasing that, uh, uh, when they're chasing that, uh, semi trailer.
0: (laughs) Now, now now I'll ask you this question Who wrote Neutron
1: Dance? I couldn't tell you.
0: Hans Zimmer. Moving on.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) And then, of course, everybody who, especially fans of the, uh, of the 1979 Pittsburgh Pirates, could ever forget uh, their theme song? There, we are family. Mm-hmm.
0: That, Pop Stargell and and that whole man that that just that song just rocked. They just rocked that song through through uh through the Berg all that summer long. I think that was also. Mm. I, I don't know if it was the first year they did it, but it was certainly a year they wore the uh, stovepipe caps. The uh, I think so. They wore them a number of years. A number of years they wore them, but I think. I I I seem to remember I've got it in my head uh, Stargell wearing that cap, and I'm associating uh the we are family with it. I I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But anyway, so yeah. To uh our condolences to the Pointer family, and uh at least we have her recordings that she so generously left behind, and and we'll always have that.
1: Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Well, we got a, a few things here that we want to cover. We do. May as well, may as well get this one kind of rolling, and, and we'd actually like your opinion on this. Uh, we, we would. Uh, it, it, well, your opinion, The uh, the listeners, we want everybody's opinion on this because... Oh, you know, it's going to be a big help tonight, John what's going to be a big help if, I, if you turn I, on the phone if
0: i turn on the phone it's going to be so cool if somebody calls wow. and I actually answer
1: <laughs> that yeah be. well that's one way 754800 chat 7548002428 call or text what's the matter nothing i'm laughing I'm laughing. Oh, I thought maybe you were coughing up a hairball or something. Oh, here. no,
0: that's later in the show. I'm saving that for the second half hour. Okay. All right, the phone is up. The uh I polished the buttons on it. I I, I checked the uh the tip in the ground and if you're a phone guy, you know what that means. It's not sexual. Uh and uh, the, it's ready to ring a ding right through, so.
1: Also, you can leave us a tweet here uh on the old Twitter at uh, Taxi Stand Hour, and can they? yeah, they sure can. Wow, I got it up here. And by the way, Bueno Bueno's Nachos, there, uh, Rolando, the Frito Bandito is back. He
0: is, he is, and uh, guard your uh, guard your nachos. You know how that goes. <laughs>
1: Grab the nachos. Take yes,
0: it, take appropriate action. So anyway, let's uh, let's let's move along here because otherwise I can just sit here and do tomfoolery for an hour.
1: Well, that's been proven.
0: Yes, it has. Yes, it has. So
1: on Sunday, the Minneapolis City Council pledged to defund and dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. The decision uh, came in response. to to the death of George Floyd at the hands of former Minneapolis police officer Derek uh, Chauvin. By the way, just on a side note, Chauvin, uh, his bail has been set. Now, there's some reports says it was set at a million. I saw a million, uh, 1.25 million.
0: That's actually the number I heard, 1.25. Although, was that him or was that the uh, the rookie?
1: Well, the they all they all went for seven hundred and fifty thousand. Ah, uh, okay. So okay,
0: because the story I, I watched, it, the rookie was mentioned. What a four days on the job, four days on the job, and, and look, I I, I I know his attorney's going to come up with all sorts of stuff, but you got to believe that this guy, look, your brand spanking, you're as green as green can be. So right now, you're just listening to everything the experienced officers are telling you. Mm-hmm. And, How about uh, the
1: experienced is, human beings?
0: I Hey, 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 I, I'm just, I, I'm, I, I'm not excusing it. I'm just looking at it from the perspective of, he's brand spanking new. We've all been new at jobs. And you're there with a bunch of people who have been doing it for a long time. And you really don't want to screw up in front of them. And you just gotta hope that they know what they're doing. You presume they know what they're doing. Again, not mm-hmm. excusing it. I'm just kind of putting myself in his head, uh, just just a little bit.
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to pounce on you That's about okay. that, but I've heard that freaking excuse all day long on the radio today.
0: <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it.
1: And um,
0: <laughs> no, it's not I an got excuse. It. It's not an excuse, but again, you uh, again, just going into his frame of mind is, you know, oh crap! I'm a rookie. I'm just out of the academy. This guy's telling me I need to, you know, this is how we do it. I, I you know, you get very confused in that situation. You get, look, even when I started this job, not there's not a task I'm doing that I don't know how to do, but you don't know what the procedures are, what people have been doing, and how they've been doing it for a million years. And you just don't want to get phone calls from people. Why did you do it this way? Why did you do it that way? Oh, look, eh, you know. Granted, I'm not in life and death situations. Mm-hmm. All right, but I, I'm just just in that little sliver of uh, train of thought. Yeah, not, not excusing it. Just trying to. The rest of them look. They they were on the force long enough to know better. Yeah. And, a, and apparently Minneapolis has a long-standing problem with this stuff.
1: Well, that's that's um, one of the things that we have uh, talked about. You and I haven't talked about, but I've talked with some uh, passengers about this and talked with some people in Minneapolis. And, yeah, there has always, uh, you know, they have had a reputation there as a bunch of hard asses. When it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to dealing with minorities, getting a little rough on their takedowns and stuff like that, and so yeah. Well, but I what know. I want to know, well, here's Go ahead. here's kind of my take on that whole idea of disbanding the Minneapolis Police Department. I do believe I do believe in the reforms. But here's the problem I have. Now, this was um, a unanimous decision on the uh, Minneapolis City Council. As a matter of fact, as as they call it, it is um, veto-proof. Veto-proof, yes, thank you. And I want to know what they're talking about specifically because they don't seem to have any real plan To if you disband, what are you going to do?
0: Well, I think the problem right now is that everybody's on this uh, defund the police and disband them, and nobody's using a term—the correct term. Now, one of uh, the—I'm not taking credit for this. Okay. I read an interesting term earlier this evening. Uh, We just need a new blue. Uh, Yes. Changes had to be made. Top to bottom, bottom to top. Camden, New Jersey, I believe, did that some time ago. I haven't looked into it, but they just made – there came a day all their officers had to reapply, and they redid it from the bottom up, And Hmm. which I'm starting to believe that – look, I've always been a little – that the hairs on my arms would stand up, when I see the military-style police forces, you see the big tanks and, and the water cannons. And all. I'm not saying that they're not useful, but, I mean, and other people have made very valid points where cities are are are, are cutting other programs, leaving a lot of it to the police. You know, uh, your dog gets and runs away, the, the police go out and deal with it. They're dealing with a lot of things they never should have dealt with now that doesn't solve the problem of of the knuckleheads on the force okay but that needs to be addressed as well we've got to look at our police forces what are we budgeting for and where are we not spending money uh if we can do something about the homeless issue how much of the just the little minor crimes are resolved that way. And people don't get onto this treadmill of going to jail, coming out, going to jail, coming out. You know, there's a lot more to look at. We need a police force. Don't, don't ever underestimate that because the only other option is either a no police force, or you get these Jack boots, you know, that like to play commando. Yeah. The four higher. And all they're trained to do is kill the ones that are trained private security firms and we don't want that we need it's bad enough to look there's police unions that need to be looked at they're a little bit too powerful i've said this before i've said it for many decades long before uh i even knew where minneapolis was john Uh, i've always felt unions unions swing like a pendulum They either get too strong and it'll all come back and then they get ridiculously weak and they they serve no value. We need to keep them somewhere in the middle. There was a very interesting story last night about how I guess it was four or five years ago maybe a little longer, I forget the year uh, the New York Police Union uh, wouldn't agree to something. So they can't strike by contract. They can't strike. So they started not uh not writing certain crimes and all that or doing a bit of a slowdown. Uh and apparently most people didn't notice. <laughs> and a lot of stuff a lot of stuff dropped by 20 percent. You could pick your list of, you know, and nobody noticed because because the city didn't fall apart any more than it really is, but uh You know, I'm all for unions, for labor unions. Uh, Police need to be protected as much as any other employee. But remember, you are an employee, okay? You're out there to enforce the rules that we all agreed upon. All right? You don't set the rules, but you are out there to protect me, you, everybody else. I don't want to see cops be strung up. You know, look, it's a hard job. People are going to get roughed up at times because people are nitwits. Let's face it. You know, uh, they think they're going to outsmart everybody. Uh, You know, and, and it's a very physical job and violence is a part of the job. That being said, however, we do have to look at you know, if you've if you've got a a, a man in his fifties handcuffed on his stomach with two other officers, hey man, you can get off his off his neck. That uh, this case though, and just to just to get back to uh, George Floyd specifically, this case will stand out for a long, long time, I believe, because because of just the uh, that look on his face, that officer's face of, I'm good right where I am. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to just push my knee down into his neck. You can't breathe. Oh, if you're talking, you're breathing. That's what he's thinking. Let me go in a little harder. That, that is just, uh, you know, body cameras now should, should. I, I mean, I don't understand people are doing stupid stuff in general anymore. My God, we all carry fantastic movie cameras in our pockets. And and what do you think you're going to get away with these days? There's video all over the place, especially. And if it isn't
1: people's cell phones, it's uh, other stuff such as you know, uh, security cameras on buildings. And sure, I bet there was at least a half a dozen angles uh, that were shot uh, in the uh, George Floyd instance here.
0: Not to mention the four cameras worn by. Wait for it. The police officers themselves.
1: Which, if they have them on.
0: Well, and that's another thing. There's got to be strict punishments. If if your camera is not on while you're on duty, and you, especially when you're interacting with a member of the public, then there needs to be harsh repercussions for that. It only It's only going to break so many times. The battery's only going to go dead so many times. Okay? And if... If there's no recording on it, we need to know why. Yes, we are watching what you do. While you're out there collecting a paycheck, your butt is mine. I want you to go out and do your job fair and square and, uh, you know, again, tough job. But look, when I'm on your dime, I'm there for you. What do you need me to do? I'll do it the way you're paying me to do it. And if I don't like it, I'll get up and I'll leave. I'll quit. So the
1: Minneapolis City uh, Council has not yet released their exact plans for defunding or dismantling the, the Minneapolis Police Department, but they are expected to have a clear path within a few weeks. Again look, I'd, I'd like to get show next- me
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry
1: show me the path. show me your plan. But them. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get. This is like Trump with uh, the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> he wants to destroy this. The the Affordable Care Act without having anything in mind to replace it with.
0: Right. Let's 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 not junk the car before we get the new one.
1: Yes. Exactly.
0: It may not be much, but it's getting us where we gotta be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And again, we gotta get away from words like defund and and, you know just it can't be that it's not that harsh of a word we have to and i don't know refurbish refresh rehabilitate we need to look at things differently it is the culture that apparently needs to change and it's you know look it's deep in there and you know there are cops that live the life that's all that they only hang with cops they only go to cop places blah 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 they teach their own but that's what breeds that them versus us attitude mm-hmm. exactly and, and that's what hurts and i like to you know i like to tell the story of my one brother who if you didn't know him and you asked him what he did for a living he would tell you i sell shoes when he wasn't getting paid by the New York City Police Department, you know, that was it. Not that he wouldn't jump in and help somebody if they needed it, because he did that a few times off duty. But basically, this is my brother. What oh, What do you do for a living? I sell shoes. <laughs> eight, hours a, eight, eight hours a day, he was a cop. He retired, I, I think it was 20 years and a day. It wasn't much longer after his 20 years. He got out. He was in it for the pension. He makes no bones about it in it for the pension.
1: So, uh, well, now, you know, that, um, uh, Colin Powell and, uh, (laughs) Mitt Romney, neither one of them plan on voting for, uh, Donald Trump in this, uh, in this coming election. Uh, have you seen all that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. How about that? How about that? Now, uh, now, Trump is uh, taking pot shots at Colin Powell. Good luck there, pal.
1: Oh, yes. Are
0: you kidding me? Powell served Did... before the four presidents, Republican and Democrat? Uh huh. Colin Powell really could have run for president himself.
1: Did he not take a shot at it
0: back? Uh... There was talk of it. There was talk. Oh. Of it. But I think in the end, he decided, well, clearly he decided not to, but.
1: Uh, what, I think he could have won. I I don't know. I don't know what how the, what the polling looked like.
0: Well, this leads into uh, you know Trump losing losing all the, uh, the the military people. Now, when Bill called us on Thursday night, that's what he was referring to, and mm-hmm. and, and and I mean you're just losing them one by one by one by one, and this th- look military people they have high respect, mad respect. For their senior officers, you know, absolutely. Lives. And if Colin Powell is tell is out there saying, "Nope, can't vote for him," voting for Biden, that's going to turn a lot of military, or at least get them thinking. Uh, I found a small clip and uh, of of uh, Mad Dog Mattis. Uh, okay, he was on CBS's Face the Nation. I guess it was last week but I, I just found it today. The reporter asked him a question about how well does he sleep at night. Check this out.
1: Keeps you awake at night. Nothing.
0: I keep other people awake at night. What keeps you awake <laughs> at night? Nothing. I keep people awake. I want those kind of balls. I want to be able to say that. I keep people awake at night. <laughs> that is fantastic. That, that, that is fantastic. And, uh, I must,
1: I must keep Trump supporters uh, awake late at night because it seems to me that uh, that just about every morning when I wake up to get ready to go to work, I've been having something in my inbox from uh, Ken Coons. So there's one like Trump, Trump supporter I seem to be keeping awake.
0: Ken, we love you. Please come home. All is forgiven. Well, not all is forgiven, but some. Eh, none of it's forgiven. But come home anyway. <laughs> Now, since we've turned oh. down, since we've turned down this rocky path, uh, let's talk about Bunker Boy just for a second. All right. Okay. So now, uh, <laughs> so so a couple of things. Trump swears. Oh no, we just went down to the bunker for an inspection. Meanwhile, <laughs> Biden comes out and says. Eight years. We don't even know. Uh, Barack and I didn't even know where the bunker was. There's a great meme going out with a, uh, Obama with a confused look on his face that says, we had a bunker? You know. So, and now, uh, here, let me let me play this from, from Press Secretary Barbie first uh, regarding the protest last Monday where where the street was
2: cleared. Uh, Hang on with this. Is there any, um, a week after what we saw in Lafayette Park last Monday night, are there any people here in this building who believe that, or does the president believe, that perhaps things went the way they shouldn't have gone? Uh, Is there any regret on the part of the president or anyone here about how people were treated, people who were peacefully protesting, and how they were rushed out so violently?
1: No, there's no regrets on the part of this White House because, look, I'd note that many of those decisions were not made here within the White House. It was A.G. Barr who made the decision to move the perimeter. Monday night, Park Police also had made that decision um, independently when they saw all of the violence in Lafayette Square. Um, And when, before these protesters were moved by Park Police and they issued that tactical order, there were three loud warnings. And as I believe it was A.G. Barr on Face the Nation noted, um, that some of those protesters moved back and adhered to the warning, but others of those protesters started hurling objects, and that was unacceptable. And park police acted as they felt they needed to at that time in response, um, and we stand by those actions.
0: The, the country. All right, a couple of things. For starters, notice how they throw Barr under the bus. Barr ordered it, okay? And then she's flat out lying about everything else. There's plenty of video out there. There's no warnings at all, nothing. It was a peaceful protest. It was 15 minutes before the curfew was due. I'm not saying those people were going to move or not, but uh, there was there were no warnings that in any anything I've seen has has shown that. Second of all, press secretary Barbie has been lying through her pretty little teeth since day one, since the day. She stood up at that podium and said, "I will not lie to you." She does it on a daily basis. She did it that day. Uh, so now, so now you've got Trump in the White House, uh, blaming, uh, putting us all on bar. Meanwhile, saying, uh, "Well, well, well," uh, you know, we went to the bunker just. Just to inspect it. Well, here, this is from Face the Nation. I believe this was the other day. Keeps you awake at night. Oh, Nothing. Wrong, wrong. I keep. Ron, that was Mattis. But then again, well worth hearing again. Keeps you awake at night. <laughs> Nothing. I keep other people awake at night. I don't love that. <laughs> that is funny. Here's your attorney. Damn funny. It, it, this starts off with audio from Trump.
1: I went down uh, during the day. And I was there for a tiny, little short period of time, and it was much more for an inspection. There was no problem during the day, and I read about it like a big thing. Things were so bad that the Secret Service recommended the president go down to the bunker.
0: We can't have that in our country. Uh, And so the decision was made. We had to move the perimeter one block. So now Barr turns around and says, oh, yeah, take that. And he, uh, no, 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 no. There was no, basically what he's saying is there was no inspection. They brought him down to the bunker. Now, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, the whole thing is just—if people weren't dying and getting hurt, this would really be hilarious. Uh, so they're 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 pissing back and forth at each other. Uh, I, again, why would you pick that day of all days to go and inspect the
1: bunker? Why? Probably figured he needed it, needed it, uh, may need it. They may still need it for all we know.
0: Well, that, that was his excuse, but why that day of all days? Weren't there I, I, other days that, I mean, clearly he spends a lot of time not being president. Uh, and the whole bunker thing that no, no, he was probably scared witless. He kept filling his the pens and they said, okay, let's, uh, let's go to the bunker.
1: 754 chat 754 428. Number on Twitter, taxi stand hour. or uh, watching us here on this here Periscope. What'd you call but it always... before? What'd you call, huh? it? What'd you call it before? The scope. Oh, the, the, the scope. There we go. All right. New got... title. New title. Taxi Stand Hour on the Scope. Scope edition. <laughs>
0: I've got one more piece of audio. And let me preface this by saying this is about six and a half minutes. We're not playing the full six and a half minutes. Okay. Uh, we have the video of it. It's on our website right now, radiotfi.com. Kimberly Latrice Jones. Uh, I believe this is in Minneapolis. You may have seen this. Uh, everything the young lady had to say was was just fascinating but what really got me was the very last thing she says and we've got about a minute of it and i just i i just want to play this because uh it, it just she really really spoke from her heart and and i'm even leaving the bad language in there because this is one of those times that context uh demands it so Miss Kimberly Latrice Jones.
2: There's a social contract that we all have that if you steal or if I steal, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the fuck do I give a shit about burning the fucking football hall of fame, about burning a fucking target? You broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract so fuck your target. Fuck your Hall of Fame. As far as i'm concerned they could burn this bitch to the ground and it still wouldn't be enough and they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge
0: it's that last line that is very striking to me and they're lucky that we're looking for equality and not revenge that's that <sighs> that, that that i i can't again this goes back to i can't even put myself in that position there's no I mean I've had my hard times we all have, but excuse me I you nothing, can't
1: even, nothing like that,
0: but again the, the 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 entire six and a half minutes is on the front page at, at radiotFI.com I highly recommend if you haven't come across it already on Twitter or, or youtube or or wherever you uh i I highly recommend. Listening to this young lady, and I, the language is coarse, and that's and it's to be expected. It's a very raw situation, and she's oh, the one. The woman uh, makes some some very valid, valid and salient points, and and but again, it was just that last line that just that just grabbed me by the shoulders and shook me. Just be you're lucky where. We want equality and not revenge. It's. Why? Well, I, I don't know what else to say, to be quite honest. Uh, we'll play that again on Saturday. Uh, and we'll
1: talk. We'll actually talk about... play, we play the whole thing on Saturday when we have.
0: Well, we'll see about that. We'll talk about that. Uh, um.
1: I gotta tell you, with that, that white people—there are white people out here—think they have some semblance of a clue of what is going through veins in this country. Now, have some of them crossed the line? As far as um, burning and looting and what have you, I, I'm sure there have been, and I'm not condoning it. can't can't blame them for the rage that they feel in their you know in their souls right now going through their veins. I have no idea. I could never have that you know short of somebody hurting one of my family members i could never i could never have that type of rage because we don't treat white people like that. they should they they don't like the white people like like you said i've you know we've had a good run us us guys mm-hmm. It it isn't good in the sense that we've done good things with this run. We've had a long run. Yeah, we've had a long run. And black people have been put through an amazing amount. Amazing isn't even a good word. You can't come up with the right word for that. How
0: about a terrifying amount of...
1: There, there, there you go. There you go. That's a good one. Thank you. It is it is, it is... it is stunning. It's stunning that people had to... Just look at what's happened in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and names are escaping me, and I apologize. But the young man in Georgia... Uh, Ed.
0: I'm sorry, John. You were cutting out there.
1: I said the young man in Georgia who was tracked down by a couple of rednecks. Yes. There, um, there was a a, a young lady that that was
0: Brianna Taylor.
1: Thank you. And and now George Floyd. You know, it's enough. Remember, I think I told you or I read something real uh, quick about how uh, Ice Cube um, put out something or put out a tweet that says, when is it, you know, better hope or whatever hope that black people finally don't say. Enough is enough, and they're going to start extracting their their revenge, and they're they're going to where they're going to get even.
0: Well, right. Well, again, going back to what what the young lady said, Kimberly uh, Jones. Uh, they're they're out for, They want equality, not revenge. And we're fortunate that that's what they want. Uh, right. Ice Cube is saying the same thing. Uh, it's you know it's. You know, I, I'd hate to see it happen because, uh, no, the, again, nobody wins. Any war, nobody wins, especially if it gets violent, if it gets physical like that. It's, you know, we've lost too many already, but if that were to happen, I mean, no good would come of it. Uh, you know, the uprising...
1: And you know what else I'm getting tired of, Ed? I'm getting tired of hearing people say, now this is a problem that needs to be taken care of. Don't get me wrong. But the amount of black-on-black crime where you've got these kids, basically, killing each other. People are saying, well, nobody seems to care about that we should tend to that why should we care you know why should we care about the problem when you've got black people killing other black people
0: well let me stop you right there whoever they are saying this and that we shouldn't care that's that's presuming that we consider ourselves separate and and distinct from anybody else we are all residents of the planet we're all human beings and uh you know, it is as much our problem as anybody's problem. It's my problem, your problem. Uh, it's even Christ's problem.
1: <laughs> well, so, when I say people, I hear most of these people that are saying this are, are idiots that I've picked up in my cab at one point in time or well, another.
0: Well, again, John, this goes back to, and I, I've mentioned this before, and uh And it became very prevalent after after Captain Coppertone got into office. You know, I had on more than a few occasion, Caucasian males in the backseat of my cab. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. What do you mean? Well, you know, they, this, that. And I said, look, man, just because we have similar skin tones does not put us into any kind of a bro club. All right? Oh, exactly. If, if, if you know, and then they start throwing – look – and I put a couple of them out of the cab. Look, dude, keep your mouth shut. I get you where you're going. And that's that I'm not interested in your politics. Uh, blah, blah, you know, all right, good. Watch, I'm going to do my magic trick. Poof, you're a pedestrian. Look how that went. Uh, <laughs> just, just like that. Just like Just this. get tired of hearing
1: that crap. Wow.
0: Well, okay. We get tired of hearing it. Imagine how others feel
1: about it. Well, but what I mean—what I mean by that is—is is that both a couple of old white guys, and when you were transporting uh, fares for a living, and what I'm doing still, uh, just get tired of just what you said. The fact that these people—they get in the one of the things that just. Uh, God, it's, uh, I'll hear it at least at least once a day God it's so good to get in the cab with a white guy. Oh
0: yeah I remember those days Oh yeah
1: Now they're referring to the fact that you know because I to my know to my knowledge I could probably count number of African American born in the USA African American people that drive a cab to
0: well, not only that, but in your case, in in Minnesota, you have a lot of Somalians, correct? Right. And in South Florida, we had a lot of Haitians in our fleet. Haitians, yep. Now, when I started, of course, it was mainly just U.S. born people, and no matter the color. Uh-huh. Uh But I, the way I always played that off was, you know, people would get in and go, "Oh, you're white," and I go, "Oh, son of a bitch! When did that happen?" You know. <laughs> Or or one of my other favorites was I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> you gotta blame my parents for that one. I was I wanted to be oriental, but you know, it didn't work. I'm
1: well I'm not quite as nice when they especially these medical rides. These medical rides are mostly funded by state and county agencies. And for them, make a comment like, Oh, thank God I got a white guy. You should be happy. You're getting you a ride.
0: ride. Oh yeah. Oh, I
1: and not having to come out of your tight little pocket to pay for it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And not to get into you know the, the, the dark side of the cab business here, which we can do another night. Yeah. Uh, but just as far as the topic of, look, I had we we had a uh, oh god, that's a long story. We had a small cab company in the area who were run by a guy who used to be my friend. Uh, they were the, the the Uber of taxi cabs. They br- they broke all the laws. They didn't care. He was uh, outright racist about it. Uh, he worked in uh, Redneck Oakland Park, Florida, which is just pathetically racist. Poor, poor, dumb, uh, white people. Trailer and, trash, basically. Oh, um, And that's an upgrade. It would have been an upgrade. <laughs> and and if you're listening in South Florida, you know what part of Oakland Park I'm talking about. For the most part, west of Dixie Highway. But there are you people near the tracks. But anyway, and you would pick up some of their customers uh, from places where they didn't service. Again, long story, I won't get into it. They worked illegally, mostly, Uh Oh, you're white, man. You should go work for such and such. I said, hey, first off, let's can that right now. Yeah, but everybody with yellow is... is, uh, uh, They'd either say Haitians or the N-word, which got them put out. Uh, You should call Bobby. Look, Bobby knows if I see him, I'm going to punch him in the throat. Uh, Bobby's not... That was the owner of the company, which, by the way, is no longer in business. He finally, uh, he went over the brink finally a couple of months ago. I announced it on the show. I got word from down south. and uh, But the, but they thought it was perfectly fine. You know, they thought it was, oh, yeah, no, no, it's a white company. You should go work. For- huh? What is wrong? You know, I, I don't know how you think like that. I don't know. You know, you're talking to a complete Stranger. And saying to me, "Well, since you're white, you shouldn't be here. You should be there."
1: Really? How how does he know that? Uh, how does he know that you're not married and your wife is black?
0: I used to tell people that when they would pull that nonsense. You
1: know, that would be a great that would be a great one to spring, except oh, for I, the fact that I've got pictures of Granny Annie. Oh, uh, I did.
0: In, I, I yeah. did that all the time. I'd say, well, you know, my wife is black. Oh, dude, I mean, but well, now, now that you know, you don't mean. How I'm you want to backpedal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, let's just not talk about it. Well, well, I don't understand how you could marry. You're this close to me doing my magic trick, anyway.
1: <laughs> Again, seven five four eight zero zero chat 754-428. You are listening to the taxi stand hour. Here on Radio TFI, the quarantine edition on day. What, what day now is this turned out to be? It is day 85 for me. 85. <laughs> Those walls, see that back wall there seems to be getting closer and closer every day. It's it just day seems day. like it's inching forward.
0: It is. It is. Make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. Oh, you know what I just realized. Oh no. It's it's fine. Uh Yeah, no, no, it's it's certainly closing in. There's there's no question about that. No question. Uh I am I am this close to I've actually started looking into uh going out and doing doing some of that work delivering food. I haven't I, I'm I'm starting to dip my toe in the water and and get myself as long as i don't lose too much money on it i'm uh i think i'm gonna do that maybe go out a couple days a week i am i am literally fried in here kids and kittens this is no joke no joke i mean a lot of people have it worse than me um i'm comfy i'm i'm getting fat so i'm eating and but boy oh boy uh, if well, now I, as I
1: understand it, I heard on the radio that New York is actually going to start opening today. Opening things today. Yeah, was, yeah. They're not going extreme on it though, are they?
0: Not yet. Not yet. But uh, yeah, no. I, I'm I'm ready to get up, get out, and again, just a couple days a week, just to. I was reading some stuff today, and I, it looks like I, I I might be able to do it, but uh, I'd be happy again. Eighty five days. You think you think just not having to work and getting paid for it is is good? And it was fine for the first couple of months, but this started in March for me. I am uh uh coming up on what my fourth month. Uh, three months uh next it is great next month next monday will be three months that i'm home now the only other time i've gone this long was when i had my heart attack from the night i had it till i went back to work after the surgery and all that three and a half months and i'm gonna beat that i'm gonna beat that there's no question about it uh Again, I won't be going back to my usual gig for months to come. Uh, so, and and the extra money, the supplemental money, is supposed to run out, and at the end of July, let's hope that gets extended. Uh, I'm coming up to the end of my regular unemployment, but I know that there's there'll be another 13 weeks of that. So, I'm I'm okay until actually the end of the year. I'm I'm almost guaranteed money oh. until
1: financially maybe, but mentally holy, right? Yeah,
0: I'm getting cuckoo for cocoa puffs here. It's uh, uh,
1: uh-huh.
0: again, I I I told John off the air before we started tonight. Uh, I did nothing today. I had plans to get some stuff done. I've made some decisions about the apartment here and i just need to go to home depot and start the process pick up a couple little things and i get up out of bed i woke up at seven i said okay great close my eyes for a second it was 9 30 uh get out of bed you start watching the today show that i've recorded and next thing you know it's 12 30 and uh you know and that's with two naps in between all that so Because there's no push for me to get out. I've said it before, and I've actually... i got to stop saying I've said it before. (laughs) I say that an awful lot. Which means Ah. I'm just repeating myself. (laughs) As long as you recognize. Oh, I do. I most certainly do. But this broadcast, this radio station, this very thing you're listening on, if you're listening live, this is what's kept me going. Because... I threw myself into putting together the baseball stuff. Took me a couple of weeks. Uh, it was a lot of, you know, come in, sit down and go, you know, work for a couple of hours, go back for a couple of hours. But I, I'm, I created work for myself just to, you know, so I would have something to do. Uh, otherwise. Well, I want you
1: to know that I, myself and, uh, listen to radio TFI are not just for us, but for other music, the, the shows that uh, have uh, going on that. Now today should be Gunsmoke. If I'm reading schedule right after if, we're done, right?
0: Yes. And by the way, we've eliminated the 5 PM shows for right now. So, uh, but they're all being combined oh. on Friday nights. So uh, Friday nights between nine and 11, it's a, it's a cavalcade of comedy, from back in the day. It's a mix. It's just the smorgasbord for two hours. You don't know what you may get. There's five or six different programs, and there are literally hundreds to choose from. The uh, the old the old selectomatic just reaches in there and and picks one out and keeps picking them out until the time is up. And uh oh,
1: Rolando is getting is getting punchy.
0: I I can't.
1: And oh, goody. Oh,
0: goody for you. Yeah, well, that's... that's uh, It's all about you, pal. It's all about the listeners. I'm... uh, Look, if you don't like it, don't tune in. What can I say? They're free? Oh! They're free? They don't cost me nothing? And you haven't heard them, so what, what are you whining about? I got stuff I haven't put on yet.
1: <laughs> oh, and you know what sucks? I did not watch... I did not watch or listen to throwback baseball on uh, Sunday. Well,
0: that's okay. When man. those
1: Kansas City, when those Kansas City athletics. Oh, man, I wanted to, I wanted to hear that.
0: By the way, that, that was the uh, July cavalcade of sports. So, you know. Go.
1: Alright, well I'm hearing that music in my head, so I guess that means me that it's uh baby, I time to, to say goodbye for another uh quarantine you know, edition of the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and on the scope. So uh we appreciate you listening and we will uh soon from the radio TFI Northern Command studio in Egan Minnesota I'm John Shannon and I got the money clear